to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Today is the third Sunday of Lent, and most of us have heard this reading before probably several times. And I've got a couple questions. First, why on earth did Jesus pick the woman at the well with her history and standing in the community? She doesn't come there in the middle of the day out of convenience. Women met at the well early in the morning to gather the water for the day. They spent a little time gossiping and just catching up on what was going on. The Samaritan woman came at the middle of the day to avoid the other women. She was an outcast. With her history of several husbands, she wasn't a pillar of the community. Second, what was this living water that Jesus refers to? Let's take the woman at the well. I think you women can relate to this. Imagine going to a well alone and a group of men come wandering up. Your senses would be on high alert. Jesus sent his disciples off to buy food, and she was left alone with him. What does he do? He tells her to give him a drink. She explains to him the customs that they both know and even challenges him. Sir, you do not even have a bucket. Then he reveals who he is by telling her about her entire background, and he talks about living water. What is Jesus telling her? He says in so many words, I don't care about your background. I don't care about how many divorces you've had. I can see you're aching for something more. Your life is a desert of dried up hopes and aspirations. I can offer you everything you long for. I can give your life meaning beyond your wildest imagination. I can quench your thirst. If we listen to the Gospels, we're reminded over and over that Christ chooses the broken, the diseased, the afflicted, and the sinners to be his evangelists. They're desperate for his message and have been starving in the desert. He touches their very souls and they go off proclaiming the good news even when they're told not to. They can't help themselves. Let me ask, if Christ were to come and walk among us today, do you think he would start by coming here? Probably not. In the grand scheme of things, we're trying to be on the right path. We're trying to be good Catholics. I would guess that he appreciates that. He might say, I'll get back to you later. But he would probably start downtown with the homeless, the abused women and children, the diseased and the addicted, the victims, and the teens selling themselves into prostitution. They need him so much more than those of us sitting here at this Mass. His message would be the same. I love you. I always will. I don't care what your past is. I forgive you. Come home. Some of us will think of those poor people living in the streets downtown and say to ourselves, oh, thank God I'm not like them. 
Are we really not like them? Sure, we have a roof over our heads and food in our stomachs, but are we spiritually starving? Spiritual starvation isn't defined by our street corner. How many times have we stared into a full refrigerator and complained that there's nothing to eat? Do we sit in front of the TV and scroll through 200 channels and complain that nothing is on? We are surrounded by an abundance of things and nothing satisfies. All we have to do is look in the mirror and then look into our hearts. Are we starving? For many of us, the answer will be yes. We live in the desert, as the people in the reading did. Water is essential to our existence here. Some people have always had water within their reach. Without it, we would die of thirst. Imagine, if you will, that when you left here today and got in your car, there was an announcement that there would be no drinking water for 30 days. What would you do? Most of us would probably rush to the store and buy every type of water we could get our hands on. We'd be desperately hoarding it. Now imagine if when you got in your car, you were told that there would be nothing Christian, let alone Catholic, available for the next 30 days. No mass, no sacraments, no TV, no radio, no books. Would we panic? Would we be running around the house trying to remember where we last saw the Bible? It must be here somewhere. Would we be scrounging through drawers looking for a rosary? Or would we shrug our shoulders and say to ourselves, oh well, we'll find something else to do in the meantime. If they shut off the water, we'd all be moving back to wherever we came from. The same is true with the living water that Christ offers us. Without it, our souls will dry up and blow away. Lent is a time to look into our hearts and souls. Is Christ there? Do we come to Mass because it's on the calendar, or do we come to Mass because we're gasping for the living water that Christ offers us? He doesn't care about our past, our addictions, our afflictions, our failures, our sins, etc., etc., etc. He cares about one thing, us. He chose the broken and afflicted to spread the message because they would have the most impact. He chose them because they were dying of thirst. Would we care if one of our friends mentioned over lunch that they met the Messiah? Or would we laugh? roll our eyes and try to change the subject. When an outcast of the community came running into the middle of the town proclaiming that she met the Messiah, people listened. Our lives are like that. We don't want to admit it, but many of us at some time in our lives have been outcasts. Christ tells us, I make all things new. It's a time for us to take that gulp of living water run into town and proclaim, we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. 
For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.